The nonprofit MITRE Corporation this week launches what it calls a Center for Data-Driven Policy. Here to explain what that is and how the center can help, MITRE's VP for Strategic Engagement and Partnership, James Cook, and MITRE's Director of Engagements and Partnerships, David Pounder. Mr. Pounder, Mr. Cook, good to have you both on. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for having us. All right, let's talk about the term here, data-driven policy. I know there's laws about data-driven, evidence-based policymaking and all of this, but what actually is it? Uh, Jim, why don't we start with you? Sure. Thanks, Tom. Well, that is one aspect of it. Uh, You're referencing the Evidence-Based Policy Act. But what we mean when we talk about data-driven policy is really using statistics, metrics, evidence, evidence that could come in the form of models, data-driven models, could also come in the form of results from simulations and experiments but using that evidence and that data to really understand what's happening and what and measure the implications of potential policy decisions before they're made. And Dave, from your days at GAO, you know well that there is policy and then there's policy. I mean, there's the United States' policy toward space and toward China and toward all these kinds of things. Then there's the policy that an agency devises for the best way to distribute, say, benefits or to deliver some very specific mission that is enabled by law. So policy can be global and it can be very localized. What do you see the center directing its policy advice towards? Yes. So, Tom, thanks for having us. Uh, Well, so first of all, a couple things. One is if you look at MITRE, you know, we run federally funded R&D centers and have public-private partnerships. So we have a lot of technical expertise independent research. Jim mentioned our modeling and simulation capabilities. So we want to use all that to inform policymakers and those, you know, folks on the Hill, folks within the executive office and the president. So areas, for instance, you know, one area that you and Jason Miller cover a lot, IT modernization is is an area that we have a lot of experience in that we would like to feed the policymaking process. But then there's other areas like payment integrity, election integrity, ethics, ethical use of AI, Those are the types of things that we feel like we at MITRE with our data and experience can really add to and inform the policymakers. And let's take an example, say, of improper payments. And every year there's a report out on improper payments, and they're $125, $130 billion a year. And most of them are attributed to health and human services through CMS in Medicare. Medicaid fraud is probably the single largest component of that. Now, CMS has a program to drive that down, and they do a lot of increasing amount of data analysis and modeling and so forth to try to pinpoint where the fraud might be occurring. How can you build on that type of thing? That is to say, are you bringing new algorithms to this? What what is it that the center will bring? That's a great example, Tom. I think what the center would bring to complement what uh, CMS and others would do in that instance is to then go one step further, to apply the role of simulations and experiments, to now look at if I make certain changes to programs, say, now the way I measure eligibility or test eligibility, what impact will that have? Will that help reduce errors, reduce the possibility of fraud, and potentially drive down that number? So it really is taking that additional step beyond the analytics that helps you understand what's occurring today to now model and simulate and predict what might occur if you take certain steps, both in terms of the way you process, but also the policies that govern the decision-making process that's in place today. This sounds like it plays in with the drive toward acquiring chief data officers and data analysts that the agencies are hiring. A lot of them now have chief data scientists, and their first job is knowing what data you need 
and what the data might be useful for in what problem someone wants to solve. So do you anticipate dealing a lot with the uh, CDOs and their staffs? I think that would be a, is certainly a real possibility. I think in many instances what we do through the work that we do that Dave described is actually experiment with what other types of data might be useful or beneficial. That may be data that the government doesn't have today, but if they were to have it, would that make a material difference in the outcome? Yeah, Dave, that's a big issue, I think, for a lot of agencies doing identity management, doing verifications and so forth, is the use of external data sources that the government may not have, but which are legal and protect privacy used in that way. Do you see that as a growing area of the data mixture that agencies use? Yes. So, Tom, clearly when you look at the interaction with chief data officers and the use of data, that's going to be very important. And what we want to do through the Center for Data-Driven Policy, too, is really to work in a collaborative way. And in many ways, too, that's also not only working with federal agencies, but in a big way, it's working with the various policy influencer groups around town. You know, the NAPAs, the Partnership for Public Service. You know, a good example is the Bipartisan Policy Center recently partnered with Will Hurd and Robin Kelly, and they issued a series of white papers that culminated in a congressional resolution for AI. They formed an expert panel of folks who had experience in the artificial intelligence area, and we actually participated in that and contributed to that effort. So we feel like we have a lot to offer to the equation, but we also want to work in a collaborative way with the other policy influencer groups because the collection of data and experience, we think if you can combine that, that's for the best of policymaking. And Will Hurd's going to need some work come January 3rd. You might be able to hire him into the center. We're speaking with James Cook and Dave Pounder. They're the vice president and director of strategic engagement and partnerships at the MITRE Corporation. And just tell us how the center will work. Is it a dedicated staff within MITRE? And are you looking for certain types of people to build it out? How does that all work? Well, Tom, we're starting with a small dedicated staff. Dave is going to lead the center and he'll have a small team dedicated to helping to run the center. But largely what we're doing is leveraging people throughout MITRE and the work that they do throughout our seven FFRDCs, the labs, and the platforms that we operate in our research program. So very much they're all going to be part of the work of the center. Our job is to leverage them and bring them in and get them engaged in activities that are relevant to the policymakers, but also, as Dave mentioned, the broader policy community, including the nonprofits and others that work in the space. So we'll be leveraging a large number of people throughout the company to help do that. And will you issue regular types of output like white papers and discovery documents and or or both? Will you also work with federal agencies on specific problems they might have and come to you to help solve? We see it as a combination of all of the above. We are today and we will be releasing papers. In fact, in coincidental with the launch event, there'll be several papers that are going to be released later this week. And we see that being an ongoing process. We will be hosting events. We will also be issuing grants, uh, research grants on policy-related topics to universities and others. And we will be participating, we believe, in events, and we hope, events and activities that are conducted and hosted by others as well by bringing some of the MITRE expertise to the table. Dave just mentioned a great example of that. The work with the Bipartisan Policy Center on Ethical AI is, is an activity that we've been participating in. And would you say that in the grand scheme of things, this idea is really growing on what kinds of data one needs to solve problems and how to curate that data? 
You know, Tom, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think, too, when you look at what we're trying to do here, you know, we already do this. Jim's team, you know, we already partner with the policymakers and inform them not only in Congress, but at OMB and OSTP. And, and what we really want to do with this approach is, our, you know, our goal with the center is to really broaden and strengthen our approach to the policy decisions. And so it's something that we have some experience in, and we're just looking to broaden that and strengthen it. And the whole thing kicks off tomorrow. What's going to happen? That's correct. We're hosting an event where we are going to have people been invited to participate from the government, from a number of organizations around town that Dave has mentioned, and some members of Congress and their staffs to really help understand how we can help them. We see this policy center as being a resource to the policy community. We're nonpartisan. We're not for profit. And we're operating in the public interest, and we think a big part of that public interest role is openly sharing what we know, what we've discovered, and what we've learned through our research and our work. And so many of the folks who are coming to the launch event know us, but some are new to us and new to what we're doing. And so we're planning on having a discussion with them later on Thursday uh, to explain a little bit more about the intent of the center and begin a dialogue on how the center can be beneficial to them. And Tom, if I could add, you know, with that event too, you know, we are going to have uh, Will Hurd and Robin Kelly. They're going to talk a little bit about their AI congressional resolution, but they're also going to talk about where they see, you know, IT modernization and other legislation going in the future. And a good example too, we do have a panel that's going to be a policy discussion on ethical AI. That's going to be moderated by Dan Schenick with the IBM Center for the Business of Government. And we're going to have a couple panel members. One is Mignon Clyburn, a former FCC commissioner, and she was also a commissioner on the uh, National Security Commission on AI. And then we have Chuck Howe from MITRE, who actually he supports both the BPC effort on AI as well as the uh, National Security Commission. So we're pretty excited about you know, having those two members of Congress and then having this pretty powerful panel on ethical AI, and we're anxious to hear what they have to say. All right. Dave Pounder is now the director for the Center for Data-Driven Policy at the MITRE Corporation. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. And James Cook is the vice president and director of strategic engagement and partnerships at MITRE. Thank you as well. Thank you for having us, Tom. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Moms are amazing at tracking down hard-to-find items. Library books, socks, you name it. But sometimes help is welcomed. Care.com makes it easy to find babysitters near you. Sitters with the experience and skills your family needs, like after-school pickup and homework help. You just post a job for qualified sitters to apply. And since all Care.com caregivers are background checked, you can feel confident about interviewing and hiring. To get the child care help you need, sign up now at Care.com. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.